0: Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, presented by STBB. A conversation dedicated to answering your legal questions and a platform where our team of specialist attorneys share their expert advice and legal know-how with South Africans. Welcome back, listeners, and Happy New Year. This week on Legally Speaking, we have a very special episode to kick off the new year. We have Dylan Lubotsky and Liani Stian come here with us today to chat about how to work smarter in 2024. So we're gonna start off um, with two topics really, um, networking and then time management, which we feel are really important for young professionals and even professionals who have had a long time in their career or in their profession. Okay, so starting off, uh, Dylan, how do people network?
1: Okay, yeah, it's a little bit tough coming in after a lovely voice like that. But networking networking for me, and I obviously address this to the listeners in my capacity as an attorney as well as a public relations officer, which on a daily basis, my job will involve things like meeting with clients, growing the brand, um, getting brand awareness out there into into the areas and so forth. And networking can be done in many, many ways. And I think the times that we live in today... have opened up a lot more opportunities to do so, whereas in the past perhaps your only real form of networking was was face-to-face. But in today's times you've got the use of social media, you've got email marketing, you've got um, print marketing, you've actually got face-to-face, which in my opinion is still the best. So you can network in many ways, but the best ways to network are by putting yourself into a situation where you will be able to extract something of importance to your, be able to achieve your goals in a business relationship development points. So in other words, putting yourself in an environment whereby you will meet the correct people that will kind of put you in the correct direction to reach your goals from a business perspective.
0: So on that really positive note, what are some of the really major benefits of networking?
1: One of the main benefits of networking is forming beneficial business relationships. Business is such in today's times that If you are of benefit to another person, and we don't say this in a way that you use the individual, but it's always healthy to have a relationship whereby you can help each other out. And that's the beauty of it. So the main goal is, and the main benefit in my opinion, is to build meaningful business relationships, which not only makes business easier and conducting business easier, but also allows for repeat business or referrals and those kind of things that are just kind of results of good networking.
2: I think also um in terms of of networking into you, Dylan is that you know um, networking also allows for someone to kind of get a idea of who you are as a person and your personality and you know the the type of value that you can add to their business and and whatever they're trying to achieve and and vice versa so it is very important to network so that you know someone has a, a full picture of who you are and not just you know an email with a kind regards at the bottom because that doesn't really necessarily give someone that you know in-depth view of this is the person that I want to work with and this is the person that I want to you know have adding value in my business and that I can add value to in their business
0: yeah and obviously on the topic of having and dealing with different personalities obviously there are people who find it easier to talk to different people and then people who sort of struggle so for the people who do struggle do you have any tips on how they can network
1: Um, I know that and and myself I'm I haven't you know had to battle with that or it's, it's not something that I've really had to think about, however, I do understand and do recognize the fact that there's a lot of people out there that fear nothing more than crowds or putting themselves out there and that's understandable, but there are many ways that you can network with with that kind of perhaps personality traits or that train of thought or that somewhat of a subtle fear that you have um with networking and a lot of the time what I've learned. Um, And this is also quite relevant to young professionals starting in um, Perhaps just kicking off their their legal career or starting in a big corporate in a big office with so many people and So many clients they've got to meet is that a lot of the times The fear that we have to network or put ourselves out there is literally just created by ourselves And the best advice I can give is to not always listen to that kind of voice in the back of your head saying to you that you know, maybe it's not good to approach the director or maybe I shouldn't speak to the MD or this, um, you know, high-end client. The thing that I learned is you have to just kind of look past that and put yourself out there and you'll be pleasantly surprised because everyone understands that you're young and, you, and you're new to the industry and people will, will, you know, kind of treat you as such and, and allow leeway for you to, to introduce yourself. And if you ask a question that you feel may not be, um, you know, of value, people are often patient so the best thing i can say is put yourself out there and don't be afraid it is easier said than done but once you do it once you're going to do it twice and you're going to ve- eventually develop confidence and then you're while on your way to to being a successful networker
2: so, so I have to also add to that, I know, um, like uh, we've mentioned that specifically to young professionals, but I just think, um, you know, people in general networking, um, yes, it is about addressing that, that question or like um, kind of subduing that, that little voice in the back of your head. But uh, I must be honest, sometimes I also just take the flat out approach that this is a skill that I need to acquire, so I need to actually practice. So a lot of the time, what is best or for me, what was best practice is also just to, you know, prep the room. Make sure you know who's who in the zoo, what they do, what are their interests or the people that you want to speak to. And then also, you know, I've also gone as far and, and that is this is a, a big events and so on. It's also kind of, you know, be mindful of the questions that I want to pose and the people I want to speak to. As soon as you kind of, you know, have prepped yourself um, with a networking situ- situation, you also have like a, a better um, a perspective of of the room and what it is you're trying to achieve and i think you can position yourself better um in a networking setup so and i think that goes not just for like i said young professionals but i think any uh person in in any environment wanting to market and network and you know uh, get a few connections you need to know who's who in the zoo and you need to prep before those situations
1: and to to add on to that i, I think leone is it's a fantastic point um and one of the easiest ways to to kind of break the ice or kick off a conversation is to by knowing your crowd, as Leonie mentioned, find common ground. And it's something as simple as you do not always have to I think a lot of us a lot of the time think that if you want you want your goal and it's from a business perspective, you just got to, you know, chat business off the bat. And I find that that doesn't always work. Because sometimes although we all in a business environment and we want to talk business and we want to, you know, extract business and, you know, grow our business relationship, a lot of the time people are put off when you go you know red hot straight into business talk where as opposed to getting to know the person and if you had have known your room or you've done your research you'll know that that individual enjoys golf let's talk a bit about golf you may not know much about golf but the beauty about it is you should at least know a little bit enough to kind of or enough to to start the conversation and you'll see once that kind of likability factor is created and the individual you know you've got the attention then you slowly slide it in and just say you know can we chat business or ask them a business question and you'll see it'll be way more easy and they'll have a lot more time for you
0: yeah I, I think that's really important i think for anyone in general is to remember that even though these are like directors of companies and like established professionals they're also human beings so they do have a personal life they do have a personal side to them so if you approach someone as a person first and then get to know them from a business perspective that also might make it a lot easier for people when they're introducing themselves and trying to build that network. And just on the note of building skills, um, you are both obviously very hard working professionals, um, and the legal environment itself is incredibly intense and very, very busy. And there's a lot of places where you're being pulled during your day to day lives. So, how exactly do you manage your time through all of that? What are some general thoughts on time management.
2: I think that you know time management is obviously an absolute key of probably being human. I would say because we all only have twenty-four hours. Um, all your top clients, no one else has more time than the next person next to them. So, I think the thing of you know time management is really knowing um, you know how to manage that process uh, of making the most of your time. And I think for for everyone probably listening to this. Uh, you know, this year, you've probably set your goals, I want to achieve this, I want to get this done, no, this year, I'm going to make it happen, this year, I'm going to get this done, and, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I know everyone has the, those goals, and, and the main thing is that, you know, if we, if you don't manage your time, you're not going to get around to it, so it's very important that we kind of approach it as, in my view as well, like you said, you're an, a skill, It it is actually a skill to manage your time, and it's something that you move on as you go along, so... Um, I do think that, you know, that's the way you need to look at it. Uh, the benefits, obviously, of, of time management is always that thing where, you know, we've, we have less stress, we feel more in control, um, we produce better quality work. Uh, we kind of have a, a better, um, I would say, mentality and daily, like, view um, and, and how to, you know, deal with relationships and emotions because we've got more time. So um, just to get to your question, Ewan, on on how we manage it, from my end how I manage it is literally every morning when I wake up I've got like a little meditation session and that's just a 15-minute spec where I just literally sit and I kid you not I take a A4 paper and my uh, my team will know I take a A4 paper and I fold it in like four quadrants and I have a look at exactly what is important what is not important and also what is important and urgent in different segments and I know these are general principles but those are the things that work um, and I take it and I, I write it down. I know there are very nice, handy tools and apps that you can use. But um, I like writing. I, I think that's still, maybe it's just my generation. But um, writing them out and then also, you know, I think you do get that little dopamine kick when I just tick them off, you know, through the day as well. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, that's how I manage some of the tasks that we need to get done, especially in my environment as um with the marketing manager where we we've got so many tasks running at the same time parallel on on, on different platforms um so that's the only way we we get it done on our end
0: yeah i really like that i think um the idea of writing something down and giving structure to your daily tasks and sort of creating an order of urgency is super important i think a lot of us if we just think about our tasks for the day it can be very overwhelming because we don't really know where to uh, put those thoughts or um, it might seem like there's a lot more to do than there actually is and once you actually put that down on paper you can sort of see okay it's not a hundred things I have to do today I've got 10 major things that I have to get done by the end of today everything else can maybe wait for tomorrow which I think is fantastic
1: yeah in, a, in agreement with you guys now by no means am I a time management specialist and there's no chance that I follow the same routine as Leonie. Um I live most of my life being somewhat of a cowboy and just going with the flow but as you get older and and you know you get a lot more serious in your career you got to you got to start realizing or you actually learn as time goes on what works for you and for me i struggled i really really did struggle and 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 that's me being honest with the listeners and i think as we all do as we all do we have our strengths we have our weaknesses and mine was time management um and one of the worst things you can do for example is being late for something or missing a deadline um in the business sense and in the business world it's, it's frowned upon quite a bit but what helped me um, this person that really struggles with time management is actually using my diary my digital diary because I'm not good at writing things down and putting in and that also allows you to to kind of they're laughing at me now but that's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it helps you in a way because it, it, funny enough it gives you the times next to everything so I know and I like to plan for the week ahead that I have become pretty good at And if I give myself, let's say next week, Monday, I've put in an hour to go visit a client. I will get to the client at that time and I will leave at the client when the appointment in my my diary kind of ends and even get a notification on your phone saying 15 minutes till next appointment. And that really, really helps because I think with the way the world is today, we talk about time management and you can manage your time beautifully and be perfect and have everything in order. But the way the world is today is that everyone is just so accessible. So you could be super busy and you've planned to do a specific thing at a specific time but as life would have it, you know, an urgent matter arises or a client needs to contact you urgently and they've all of a sudden taken an hour of your time and now you're a little bit behind. And with that being said, I feel that it's also okay to be kindly selfish with your time because sometimes if you aren't, you'll just never hit the rhythm. So it's also okay to say to people that might eat into your, your kind of your time for the day that you cannot help them, but you can offer time in which you can.
0: I
2: have to, I have to add to you, to you, it's twofold. Firstly, I think, you know, it's great. um, Dylan, like you mentioned that you're not a good time manager or not initially. Um, And I think that's a starting point with like any skill you want to acquire. You do need to assess like, how good am I? Um, where do I find myself on this scale um, of time management if I see it as a skill, and then once you see it like that then it 's always good then you 'll be open to taking you know advice from other people because I feel I can improve in this area that's something I need to look at I can go read blogs I can go see you know how I can improve in in the different area and what suits my personality in actually managing time so I think that that is exceptionally important Um, and then the other thing in terms of, of time management that you mentioned is also you know the the unforeseen and those type of things so in my day it's become customary to kind of have unforeseen circumstances. So it is actually part of my time management to make, make provision for the fact that I've, I know there's about two hours odd that I'm going to lose somewhere and that's for something else. And I think that's, you know, adding that as in your diary actually just kind of gives you that grace of, it's fine. I'm actually, I'm actually still on time because I know that my type of job, um, you know, allows for certain type of, you know, urgent matters that are unforeseen. And I think what, what the listeners, if you're listening to this now, you kind of have an idea of what are the main uh, time frames that you most likely experience a, um, unforeseen circumstances. So depending on your work environment. So I know like between 10 and 12, most of the problems happen. So most of the challenges I face um, unforeseen are between 10 and 12. Um, And and that's how I plan my day So I don't feel stressed at that point because I know that's included if you may be in a different industry You may be in retail or something like that. You'll uh, probably have a different you know idea of when do you experience the most? Problems in your your area or 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 in your your daily like um, routine, and then I just you can accustom it to that. So that's kind of how I manage it. Um, It sounds extreme, but it does alleviate a lot of stress because then you don't have those you know rollover tasks that you didn't expect. Or now I'm behind the day even, and now it's like Monday, and I'm behind on Monday, and like how's the rest of the week gonna happen? So. Um, In general, like even on a Monday, I would like even put more time, set more time aside because I find that people think about stuff they need to get done on a Monday. So I'm most likely going to get more instructions on a Monday or face more problems or more whatever on a Monday than what I would on any other day. So I think it's also mindful to plan your week according to how other people operate in their lives as
1: well.
0: Wow. That is actually, what a brilliant tip. And I imagine that's from so much experience in doing this and having so many problems come up at random (laughs) times. Um, Lastly, I think um, based on your experience, what are some of the sort of bad habits that you've seen people pick up from their time management? And then uh, you've just given us an amazing tip for setting aside some time for problems. Um, Are there any other tips that you would just like to share with the listeners?
2: I think the one thing that I kind of, and this actually my mother taught me, Is that you should do you should be busy with the things that only you can do so if someone else can do it and it's part of their daily job or something then don't you go and sit and do it because you think you're gonna do it faster or whatever because at that point you're kind of assuming all the duties and you're not doing you're doing trying to do everyone's job instead of just doing what you're supposed to do and you're good at so for argument's sake like in a uh, specifically in a Say in a, in a legal in a legal environment, you've you've got your paralegal and your your professional, your attorney, and um, your attorney could also type up a um, any a plea or uh, or anything. I mean, it is possible for that person to type it up, but it's more important for the attorney to do some of the research or maybe sign off or maybe you know focus on his argument at court because. He's gonna do that, so it's not worth it spending your time on something that someone else can help you with. So, any way possible that you can outsource or delegate, you need to get that done because that's when you actually have that problem where um, you you kind of assume more than what you're capable of actually doing, and that's when your daily routine. Explodes because you only had those tasks which you were supposed to do But now you're thinking oh, I'm just gonna quickly do also do this I'm gonna quickly also do this and and then you don't get to the stuff that that only you were able to do yeah,
1: All the quality of your work is is you know sacrificed because of that um, In agreement with, with Leonie, I think um, prioritizing your your tasks or your or your Duty or things that need to be done for the day are highly important But a big thing for me as well and it also can steal a lot of time from a person is procrastination and I think so many people go through it. Students, those in the workplace, when, when something is put on your desk or something needs to be done, and they'll, it will always come across your desk, that'll be a task or, or something that needs to happen urgently that you really don't feel like doing. Um, and that's human and that often happens. A lot of us will procrastinate and put it to the side and I'll get to it later, get to it later. What I've learned is when it comes on your desk, even if you're feeling in that moment that you don't really want to do this, the moment you start, you'll always finish it. Starting is the most difficult, but once you start it, you'll finish it and it's done. And it's not always easy to do, but once you start practicing that and kind of fighting your own mind, saying, no, we are going to do this, and you start it, a lot will change.
2: But sometimes, you know, when, when I don't find the motivation to actually do the task and I procrastinate too long, I accept the fact that I'm procrastinating and it's probably because I don't have the answer. So I'll just park it, I'll take it off, and um, I actually think that, you know, when you sleep, you know, you are doing something for eight hours, your subconscious is sorting yeah. out some of your problems yeah. for you and solving them. So then I'll just completely park it, take it off the list, don't even stress about it, and then just revisit your deadline at that point with, if, if you do have a deadline, revisit with that person and say, look, I'm just not there in that space. And most people will actually, you know, they're actually quite fine with it because they themselves have that same issue. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes I'll just move the deadline and say, look, Okay, let's revisit it on Friday, and um and then, because I'm just not ready for this appointment, or yeah. I'm just not ready, and then I find that my subconscious really sometimes just you know he pulls a a, 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 a <laughs> <laughs> some, okay, sometimes not, but but yeah. sometimes he does <laughs> so which, yeah. which which really which really is handy, but um anyway, so I, I just think you know, like you say, one, get the job done, but if you really can't get it done. Just accept the fact that you're human and just move the deadline date.
1: <laughs> don't forget about
2: it. <laughs> don't, don't forget about it. Put it in your diary for the next day.
1: <laughs> your digital diary. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I think the other one that, that I wanted to, to say, and, that, and, and I think this is, you know, not just for everyone listening, but this is even to myself a reminder that, you know, have a look at the interruptions that you have. Like, I know everyone gets so many notifications on so many platforms. Um, all the time and you also have that thing where like it's instant gratification for you to actually read it but also um, you know your clients want something immediately so I think you know you need to be mindful of of your interruptions and manage them Uh, so how I'm doing it at this point and again I'm trying to improve on that scope um, for this year is to actually uh, place the tasks that I have at certain you know times of the day, knowing when I get more you know, notifications or interruptions than what I want. I, I, I'm not going to plan to write the thesis between 10 and 12, like I mentioned, because I'm in any case going to have problems and urgent things and interruptions and things like that. So I really try and plan certain things, uh, tasks for the space in the day where i know i'm going to get the least amount of interruptions or if it's this type of work that allows for interruptions then it's fine place it in that you know time frame so i know that's extreme but it just it's it helps you to actually be less stressed because it's not like i'm being you know getting all um stressed about the fact that oh, why is this person phoning me i just want to get this done i don't have that because you know, it's fine. You can phone me. I can take the call because that thing I've already done, or I'm planning to do it later when I don't have any phone calls because I know everyone's like having, you know, maybe going to the gym or whatever mm-hmm. at that p- space and time. So okay. that's kind of what I do, but um, always room for improvement. And that's the plan for this year minimize our interruptions from all our social platforms.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only. If only. Yeah, so thank you so much for uh, coming here and sharing your experience and sharing your, your knowledge with the listeners today. I'm sure a lot of people will take uh, quite a lot from this um, chat that we've had now. I think they can take a lot of value from it. So wishing everyone and all the listeners a very happy 2024 and hoping that you take some of the things that you've learned today and work smarter.
1: All the best, everyone, and Thanks. thank you, Yuan. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks, Yuan. Thanks so much. Legally speaking, This podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining the conversation. And if you like what you're hearing, visit us at stbb.co.za
2: for more info.